Hello, everybody, and welcome back to FaZe. Today is episode 20, and I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Nicole, and we talk about um, relationships and friendships and re- uh, relationships with coworkers in the workplace. Um, of note, she does have her own podcast. It's called Cheers to the Hustle. It will be linked down in the description below. We did an episode on her podcast as well, kind of about uh, career and financials and kind of goal-driven and uh, life after graduating college. So I think that episode will be out on her podcast within the next couple of weeks if you want to check it out. Again, the link is in the description below. So I just want to give you a fair warning here. Towards the end of the podcast, the audio becomes a little bit of glitch because we did record over Anchor. We are a couple states away. Um, It seems like we're talking over each other a little bit towards the end. No, I'm not interrupting her. It's just how the audio came through. So yeah, bear with us with that. Um, So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy listening and thank you again for tuning in. I also wanted to mention here, don't forget that you can get a free audio book through Audible using this link in my description below. It will give you a free 30-day trial and if you download the book, um, you'll be able to read it and save it to whatever electronic device you download it on. And you also help the podcast out a little bit with supporting me. Also down in the description is um, a link for, to use Robinhood. If you sign up with my affiliate link, you will get a free stock. I will also get a free stock and it's another way to help support me in the podcast. All right, let's get started. Ooh, it's working. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Faze. Hello. <laughs> Today, I have Nicole with me here. Um, we're going to be talking about her phase in life and, like, kind of post-grad stuff. So, we just recorded a episode on her podcast, kind of about the same thing, but more financial slash job-oriented um, Focused, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, right, Nicole? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like more focused on working and and we talked about the stock market and like budgeting and saving and everything. Yeah, so that was super fun. That was like an hour episode. So if you guys are interested in checking out that, it's on her um, podcast. I'll link it down in the description below, but it is called Cheers to the Hustle. She does a lot of podcasts on... Um, you know, actually, Nicole, you go ahead and you let me know because you'll probably give a better description. Um, so I, my podcast, I created it because I was doing really well at work and I wanted to have a place where I can talk about advancing your career, building your network of people, um, gaining confidence in the workplace, how to build your resume and, um, focus on your finances. I, recently I've gotten involved in the stock market and have worked on building my credit and setting up some long-term goals. So I'm really all about that. And every couple of weeks I bring on um, a few guests to talk about their experiences. And so, yeah, that's pretty much what it's about. And I have a lot of fun. I post it every other Tuesday. So there will be an episode this coming Tuesday and then this, the last Tuesday in the month. Awesome. Great. What made you want to start a podcast? So, like I said before, I I was performing very well at work. I had gotten two promotions 
within a year. So I, every year I was getting promoted, which was extremely fast for my company. A lot of the people that I started and trained with still have not gotten promoted and I'm two steps above them. Not that it's a competition, but I was just performing really well and I was really driven and really motivated. And I was talking to some of my coworkers and they said, well, how did you do it? And after talking with them, I realized this could apply to any position in any company. And I just wanted to share my knowledge and share my motivation in the hopes that maybe I can inspire someone else. Um, Specifically, like my niche is women in their early 20s. And so Mm -hmm. my hope was, especially with this pandemic, to try and help others seek their fullest potential, Um, especially as women in the workplace. I mean, we do have a disadvantage. And so if we can just kind of close in on that gap, I'm going to do everything I can to help. Awesome. So that kind of kind of goes hand in hand with mine, with my podcast, kind of in the same relative broad, very broad category of, you know, just bettering yourself and understanding yourself and kind of put always trying to push yourself in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So today, what I want to talk about with you is what kind of post grad life and what you've gone through to basically make you who you are today. We can keep this like an open discussion. We can keep it whatever you want. Um, this is kind of going to be a whatever you want type of podcast, but um, we can talk about post-grad and we can talk about what you've gone through to get you to where you are today. What gave you the drive to be able to get those two promotions in um, one year, which is amazing, by the way. Congratulations. Thank you. So, so let's just start with that. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself other than, you know, other, other than work, like tell us a little about, about yourself, what are your hobbies mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Okay. Um, so I'm 24. I graduated from college in 2018 and I live in Northern New Jersey. So I live very far from Jenna, but we went to college together and I studied, I, I was in the business school. Um, So currently, you know, I have my full-time job, um, but some of my hobbies include this podcast, hanging out with, you know, a few friends. I enjoy going to the gym. I recently rescued a dog, a senior dog, um, about a year and a half ago. So I love spending time with her and and taking her on adventures. Um, I know this sounds a little lame, but I've been really into reading. Um, Oh, I have too. I've actually downloaded a couple books. Yeah, I mean, I have, like, physical books. I just – it's hard for me to read online, but um, I've been reading a couple books. A lot of them are about finances and then a couple of, like, classic books. Like, Mm -hmm. I I recently read My Sister's Keeper, which they turned into a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been wanting to reread the Harry Potter movies um, or the Harry Potter books. And then, honestly, if I'm not doing any of that, I am laying in bed watching Netflix. Like, I've been really into just – catching up on shows that every like Grey's Anatomy is super popular still haven't seen the full series so, like I'm watching that right now um I was like re-watching Gossip Girl um One Tree Hill like I, I just with COVID and everything it, you can't really be social so that's just what I've been doing true <laughs> yeah all right so that's a little bit about Nicole um so Nicole, like she said, we met in college. We were roommates. We spent a lot of time together senior year. We got to know each other. But we we met in uh, sophomore year, so 
We've known each other for quite a few years, probably five years I've known Nicole. She's, I would consider her a pretty good friend of mine. Um, Mm -hmm. We're very close. Um, We obviously don't see each other as much as we used to, but we keep in touch. Um, So let's go ahead and kind of what drives you, Nicole? Like what, what, when you wake up in the morning, what gives you the drive to be able to keep moving towards your goals? So, I mean, I'm going to relate this back to work. Honestly, the people that I work with, so I manage a team um, of salespeople and I, I take a lot of credit myself, but I also have to credit my team. I, I have such a great team that I enjoy getting up and just going to sit with them and talk with them and work with them. Um, and a lot of it comes from building that culture. Um, a lot of it is also achieving my goals at work. When I have a really good day, I feel like I'm on the top of the world. Like I, I feel so powerful, so strong, um, especially because I work in an industry where it's primarily males. It's like 60% males, 40% females. So doing what I can to just get myself to that next level, especially being a female. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but really, it's just the team that I work with. I'm driven by, obviously, money and and. I part of my job is commission based. So the better I am at my job and the the higher my numbers are, the True. more commission I make. True. Um mm-hmm. a, a, the promotion that I recently took came with a company car. So that was definitely a driving factor prior. You know, I was working super, super hard because my last week of college, someone hit my car, hit me in my car, um, totaled out the car. It was like a horrible experience. I got a concussion from it. Like it was right around finals. Like I didn't end up walking in graduation. Like it was just a horrible experience. So I didn't have a car. Um, and knowing that I could possibly get a company car within three to four years after graduating, I just used my parents' car because I didn't want to buy a brand new car. So that company car was definitely a driving factor. Um, but really just my numbers and knowing that I can always be better. That's what drives me. Okay. Awesome. So tell me about a little bit about your post-grad life, like, you know, with work too. Um, but like, what have you experienced? What have you gone through? How have you grown? Give me like a little lowdown of what's going on in your life and how you've grown since I've seen you in the last two years. So live with you. Um, So it's been definitely an adjustment. I feel like when you graduate from college and Jenna, I don't know if you can relate to this at all. I'm sure you can, but for me, it was almost like my body almost went into shock. I was so used to being around everyone that I went to school with constantly being in like a social environment to moving back home. I went into my childhood bedroom again, (laughs) living with my parents I didn't have a lot of high school friends. I, you know, I was a very different person in high school than I was in college. So a lot of the girls that I was friends with in high school, I had grown while I was in college. And I realized, you know, these weren't really the people that I wanted to hang out with anymore. I was trying to adjust to working 50 hours a week. Um, And so it was it was actually a really, really hard adjustment. Plus, I had other obstacles going on in my family life. And, you know, making friends was my primary goal. And I had a lot of trouble. I, I, you know, I got along with the people that I worked with, but it wasn't as tight a knit as it wasn't a tight knit group. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as tight as I was expecting. Everyone that I worked with, they had their high school friends, they had those relationships and I, I didn't. Um, So I definitely struggled there. But 
in a way it almost helped me because I was able to focus a little bit more on my career. Um, I was able to build a network. Um, so build relationships, network with other people that I worked with. And they were the ones who helped me get to the next step. And now, now that I'm comfortable with what I'm doing and I don't have to worry about that promotion or competing with other people, I'm able to, you know, develop relationships and develop friendships with the people that I work with now. And it, it's a little bit easier because I kind of, I, I have more confidence. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. That's the answer to your question. I'm different because I am more confident in who I am. I'm confident in my work ethic and I know the value that I bring to the table and I'm willing to cut off the people or cut out the people in my life who bring me, you know, who are toxic. Yeah. Um, What do you you describe as toxic? Like, can you give me an example of someone that you've had to cut off in the last couple of years because they're toxic? Yeah. So someone who, who makes me feel insecure. So, you know, if I'm going to hang out with someone and I'm thinking in my head, well, why are they choosing to hang out with me? You know, or are they going to be mad if I say this or that? Um, you know, I, the people that I have in my life right now, I can say anything to, and I know that they won't care. They'll just, you know, all right, cool. You know, and it's just when I had first graduated, I was very uncomfortable being myself and, and talking about myself or what I was doing. I just, the girls that I thought I was friends with, they just, we didn't grow at the same pace. And so there was a disconnect by the time we all graduated and reconnected after college. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think my biggest thing, and, and I've said this before in, in my own podcast and just in real life in general, I'm okay with being alone. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable with who I am and, and, you know, I'd rather have two people in my life who really care about me than a hundred people who right. don't. So you're saying that, um, the toxic people that you cut out weren't on the same page as you. So they were taking everything you were saying offensively. They weren't able to kind of get on your level and like have the same like sense of humor or like sarcasm or. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely the sarcasm because I'm very sarcastic. They weren't picking up on my jokes. Um, Were they taking them offensively? A little bit. I had uh, one of my friends, she was, she's very conservative. And I say the word friends loosely, one of my older friends, she very, very conservative. And so anytime I would make a comment about anything political or just anything in general, she always had something to say. She would always challenge it or, and I, for a while, I always tried to give her the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe she's just trying to play devil's advocate, but it got to the point where I I did, I didn't even know how to have a conversation with her because it, it always just turned into a rant or an argument or like it was always her way or the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing was that she was very, very flaky. So after college, she had actually gotten into a relationship with a guy that she met in school. And there were many times when she and I, she and I would make plans like a week or two in advance. The day would come, I would text her to confirm. And then she would say, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like I drove out of state to go see my boyfriend. And it's like we had these plans set up in advance. And this happened like four or five times in a row. And and so I just realized that her intentions, you know, weren't the same. And and again, being in a new relationship, especially her first serious relationship, I get it. But, you know, we just weren't there for each other the way we used to be. And and so the relationship, it just it met its expiration date. And we just both kind of moved on. It wasn't mean. It wasn't 
you know, it didn't really end on bad terms. It was just, uh, you know what, this isn't going to work. And we just went our separate ways. And you say expiration date. I'm going to red flag that kind of, um, uh, I don't know what you call it. Statement, statement. there, red flag, red flag that um, expiration date. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I think a lot of people have a problem with that. I used to have a problem with that. An expiration date on a friendship. Okay, let's. I'm going to talk about that for a little bit. Um, so people come in and out of life all the time. And the reason they're put into your life is to teach you something. And once they have taught you that one thing, you are to move on. And you know what? Sometimes they're not meant to stick around. They were put into your life for a purpose and they, you were probably put into their life for a purpose. So talking about this specific person... Why do you think they were put into your life? So you had, you said a lot of negative endings on the friendship. Tell me a reason why you think she was put into your life. So she and I met in high mm-hmm. school, very like freshman year of high school. And we were friends all through high school and all through college. It was after graduating that we kind of went our separate ways and I had a hard time in college as well. I mean, my freshman year, I, you know, first semester was great. Second semester, I went through a phase where the girls I thought I was friends with were actually very, very mean, very exclusive. They would leave me out of the group chat. They would go to the dining hall without me. They would go out without me. And I was extremely alienated. And this girl was there for me. You know, every time I had a crying fit, she was there. If she was out at the bar, she would leave the bar to talk to me. She was your temporary um, support system. She, Yeah, I mean, and it, I wouldn't even say it was temporary. I mean, we were we were tight. I mean, it, we were, and she had gone through some stuff as well. She had a, a roommate who um, she had a roommate who was just very, very difficult. I mean, I even met this girl, and this girl was just a maniac. And, and she, there were times when she, her roommate would just lock her out of the room for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, you know, we had our, our, our issues in college and we were both there for each other. So yeah, maybe it was a temporary, but like we never, I never thought that she and I would never be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, and maybe down the road, we might reconnect our relationship. Like I have nothing against her and I don't think she has anything against me. I just think after graduating and then going back to seeing each other every single week, you know, it, it just it it wasn't the same like in high school we saw each other every single day in college we would see each other five six times a year every time we came home for holiday but after graduation it was every single week and it just wasn't we just weren't compatible mm-hmm. anymore um but that's not to say that you know that could change I mean she's probably a different person now I'm definitely a different person now so we could definitely reconnect but I think at the time she came into my life because we both needed each other and we needed that support system outside of college. I don't think there's anything wrong with friendships that kind of go bad in a way. Um, I've definitely had friendships like that, mostly in high school before I met my real, you know, tight knit group of friends that I still have now. But, you know, I think I went through a phase in my life where the temporary people really came in and out really fast and now I found my people really early on in life and I'm gonna keep them Mm -hmm. for a long time 
And I continue to have like different phases of friends throughout, but I still have that tight knit group that I always go back to. But Mm -hmm. kind of circling back, I guess this is going to be a podcast about friendships. I've never really talked about this on my podcast, but it's kind of where I want to go with this just because I feel like you've had a lot of experience with this um, Mm -hmm. and you're open to talk about it as well. But I'm going to circle back to friends in the workplace. I've listened to your podcast and you've talked about this on multiple episodes. So my... I have a different type of work relationship, I believe, as you do with your coworkers. I have gotten together with my coworkers a handful of times, saying that you're starting to form a tight knit group of friends at work who also hang out on a regular basis outside of work. Well, how does that affect you in the workplace? Like, every, and mm-hmm. so, how would you say that? You can maintain friendships while also being, you know, their manager, like, and having to discipline them and having to, like, kind of be the bully, but then change your kind of, um, your attitude outside of work to be a friend. So there's something about that statement that I actually disagree with. So being a manager or a boss, there's that, that... I guess, connotation of you're the bully, you're the mean person, like everyone avoids you. To me, being, it's not even being a manager, it's being a leader. So finding a way to be their friend, but to also guide and support Mm -hmm. them. Um, Feedback that I've gotten from my old employees, from people who I've interviewed with, who have also, so like in the interview process, they also ask my old employees, like, how was your experience working with Nicole? And the feedback that I've gotten was Nicole's the best. Nicole, you know, she helps me. She supports me. I have old employees who I haven't worked with in over five or six months who still reach out to me for advice, for help. And so I I consider myself more of, more of a mentor than, than a boss. Um, that's good. I like that. So, and it's, it's all, yeah. And and it's, and that's something that I learned in my training. I mean, we do have manager training. Um, but I, I focus more on building a team so strong that you don't know who the boss is. And, and I, I build my team so that they're confident. If I'm not in the office, they can still run efficiently as if I were there. Um, and, and our job, I mean, it's a grind. We're in the office sometimes at 6 a.m. if we have, because it's a very retail-based mm-hmm. job. Like our, our customers are just everyday people um, as well as corporate customers. But, you know, sometimes we get in at 6 a.m. And, and the office doesn't close until 6 p.m. And so it's kind of hard to have a social life outside of work because everyone else works normal hours. Every day. So there are times... <laughs> Yeah, so there are times we're working late. You know, we don't leave till 6.37. Haven't had really anything to eat all day. Hey, let's go grab a burger and a drink. And you know what? We round up the team and, and we go. And and it's almost easier to have a social life within work because yeah. of our hours. Um, I, I don't think it's necessarily the healthiest thing. And we all, like, when we're there, we all complain about work and how much we That was my second question. That was, like, what do you guys talk about yeah. outside of work? Oh, we talk about work and, and we really try sometimes really hard to not talk about work. And so, for example, today I, I went out for drinks with 
uh, some girls who I actually haven't really talked to before. They work at a different office. Um, but I was like, you know what? Like most of the people I work with are guys. The girls are asking me to go out. I'm going to go out with them and I'm going to get to know them and build my relationship with them. And, and one of the girls for like 25, 30 minutes was just talking about the two different guys that she's talking to. And then um, another girl was talking about like her ex-boyfriend and how crazy he was. You know, we talk about boys and, and we talk about just everything that you do with, yeah. with your friends. But a lot of the conversation is, oh, well, I had this customer today at work or I had to deal with this at work today. Um, and, and again, it's hard to not talk about it because we spend 10 hours of our day, five to yeah. six days a week at this shop. Um, yeah, again, not, not the healthiest, but we're all in it together and, and having that support and having that respect mm-hmm. from your team, I don't want to say makes up for it, but it definitely makes it better mentally. Yeah. I guess. So, so for me. in my podcast, I love to point out the negatives and positives of different situations. Mm-hmm. In my personal mind, I believe that being best friends with your coworkers is a negative just because you're not getting mm-hmm. exposure to the outside world. But at the same time, mm-hmm. there's positives. And here's, here's from what you just told me, here's what I gain as a positive from that. Your work environment can grow, can grow so much stronger by knowing someone's personal life, by getting to know them outside of work. You're saying you you know this, you chatted with this girl about her relationship issues. Okay, I couldn't tell mm-hmm. you a goddamn thing about my coworker's relationship issues. Like maybe here and there, but nothing like you just explained to me. And I feel like once you have that personal connection, you gain a deeper and deeper respect for them and you're able to tolerate them more in the workplace by knowing who they are and where they come from. And that really works when you're saying that you're working from six to six. So in my situation, we all work all the time, all the time, all the time, no matter what, always together, (laughs) on top of each other, just so much is going on. And we get very frustrated very easily. But at the same time, unlike you, we don't spend time with each other outside of work, rarely. We go home, we're with our families, we absorb the time with our families, we go back to work, and we just get to work. There's no time for chit-chat or anything at work. We just get to it. So, like, what you're saying, I respect a lot. Like, you're getting to know these Mm -hmm. people, you're able to connect with them on a different level, and you can probably be so much more productive and have so many lesser issues because you know who they are and where they come from. Mm-hmm. yeah and and again i don't think this would could work for every agree i mean i i'm very fortunate that our company because of how retail heavy we are i almost can compare it to working in a restaurant or working at a bar i mean in college i worked at a bar and we were so close because we worked the long hours after work we would all pile in a car go to someone's house and have a drink or two and it, it just brought us together and, and the teamwork was just so much stronger. If someone had a really, like if someone, like there were times when you had to do a, a party or something, um, like wait, be a waitress at a party. And, you know, if someone was really busy, we would help them. We would get them the bread baskets. We would take yeah. care of their drinks for them. 
And, and so it, we, it just, it just builds a stronger relationship. But again, I mean, had I gone into the accounting group because I did study accounting in college, had I gone into the accounting industry and become an accountant, I don't think I would have the same relationship. Now, do you think your relationships are stronger because you're closer in age? I was about to say that actually. So like my, the age group that I work with are fresh out of college up until Mm. probably 35. I, I, there are very few people who are over 35 in my direct um, department. I mean, there are other, there's an accounting department, there's a finance department, there's a, um, like a risk management department. Um, there, there's multiple departments and, and people in those offices are a little bit older, you know, have families and, and, you know, in their forties and fifties, but the people in my department are all fresh out of college up until 35. So it, it definitely makes it easier. Um, and, and I'm very fortunate for that. And I, I, I didn't quite experience this kind of friendship in my workplace for at least, I would say, eight to 12 months. The first eight months, I mean, I was friendly with everyone, but it wasn't very tight knit. I was so new that I just kind of, mm-hmm. I was just kind of there and doing whatever I could do to get to the next level. So in my experience in the workplace is the mod- there's 11 employees 11 okay it's not a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> and the majority of the people um are 30 and above um i'm the youngest person in that entire place okay so the majority of the people have kids wives houses things to take care of they don't have time yeah. to go out with coworkers at the end of the night get drinks talk about boys right as much as i would love that it's just not how it happens (laughs) i feel like that does negatively impact my personal experience in the workplace because i don't have that kind of connection with them that you're explaining to me and i feel like with that connection if i was able to go out and get trashed like with a couple of couple of my coworkers, open up talk about life and if they even knew half the shit about me that like actually goes on <laughs> I feel like they would respect me so much more but in my mind I think they think I go home I cook a healthy meal with my nice boyfriend and I go straight to bed and I wake up in the morning and I do it all again no, that's not what I do <laughs> like at all. yeah and don't get me wrong I mean I don't go out and get trash with these people like mm-hmm. I still try and keep it professional but going we, what we do is um like happy hour. Yeah. Like we'll go for like a 7 p.m. happy hour, Um, you know, split a couple of pretzels and watch a game or, or you know, margarita nights. But we, we never like I I think the only time I've ever gotten like belligerently drunk with the people that I work with was <laughs> St. Patrick's Day two years ago because we all had to work. It was a Saturday, actually. We all had to work. And we were like, fuck it, we're just going to go get hammered because we can't believe that the company made us come in on a holiday, on a Saturday, to work. We were all, like, furious. So we all just left the office, went into town, and just, we all got drunk. And it wasn't really, like, I think for most companies, it's, like, not professional if you're getting drunk with your managers. But we're all the same age. And it was just a very kumbaya, like, training purpose. And, like, we do work events. Like, our company brought us out to, like, 
Pennsylvania two years ago. Like they all expenses paid like a weekend in, in at a water park in PA and like our like our senior managers will like just get drunk. Like we're only serving beer and wine. You can pregame in your hotel rooms. They paid for the hotel rooms and like the whole company just got trashed. So like we have those moments, like mm-hmm. we take those company trips, but I, I our, our company definitely encourages a, a tight knit community because for the hours that you working, that you're working, like you can't not like your coworkers. Like if you don't like your coworkers, yeah. you're going to be messed um, up. So there was something I was something else I was gonna ask, but would you do you do any like team building like in the workplace, like or do you do main strictly like outside like who's friends with who is just who's friends with who basically? No, I mean we all we all get along. I mean I prior to me getting promoted, I had worked in an office with ten people, and then now my office because I was the assistant at that office. The office I work at now is much smaller, so there's oh, wow. four of us. Um, but but all of our offices work together, so I still talk to the people mm-hmm. at my old office. Um, and I, I there's an office about thirty minutes away from me, and I talk to those people as well. So we're all like we all help each other out, and like we share employees. You know, we go wherever we're needed. Um, I mean, the manager stays where they are, but the people who are training, like they go where they're needed. So. It's like one giant community just split up into different offices. Um, And so we're really all friends with everyone. Like, oh, you work for the company? Great. Like, we can be friends, too. It's not like a very – it's not a Mm – it's not clicky at all. Um, And then, again, majority of the people I work with, I'd say over 60% of the people I work with are males. And and for me, it's – It is. You need to be friends with guys. Yeah, it's just so easy. Um. Yeah, so I mean, it's not, it's not clicky at all. It's it's very much like it, it's like a giant support system. That's awesome. Um, I really respect that, and I respect like, it's awesome that you're 24 years old and you're a manager of a, of a, I would say a brain brand name company. Like at the age of 24, you have your own branch. That's amazing. Good for you. And I love that you're saying like, I'm here to be a mentor, not a manager. I'm not here to yell at you. I'm here to be your friend because Mm -hmm. the manager that I have right now, I really do respect her. She's there to be my friend. She's not there to be my manager. She knows she has like Mm -hmm. this psychic power where she can read people like with a drop of a dime. She knows how to talk to each and every person differently and she will once she understands that information she'll relay it to her employee she says listen this person will only respond to you in a positive way if you talk to them this way so why don't you if you're having a problem with them why don't you approach it this way and rather than this way and you might get a better response like okay perfect that's exactly what i needed to know other than like me sitting down like listen i have this problem and they're like oh I'm going to go and discipline them. She like tries to find the positives and I highly respect her. I really, really do. She's great at what she does. And it sounds like you are doing the same. And I highly respect you for that because that's how you're going to make friendships. That's the type of people I respect. You're bringing out the positives and you're, I mean, a lot of people like look at management, management sucks. People say, Oh, I hate my management, management kills companies it really does 
But when you know how to do it properly and execute what needs to be done in a proper way, that's how you make long-term friendships, especially when you're in a place for 40 to 60 hours a week. That's your life. That is your life. That's your second family. And you better make it work or you're going to hate your life. Point blank, period. And honestly, no, you're right. And at the end of the day, it's for me at least, it's not hard. It it comes down to just having compassion for other people. And I consider myself to be a success story with my company. So for me, it's easy. So if I can help someone else get to that next step, like I'm a prime example, like they can trust me because I've done it and I will get you there. If you just are willing to put in the time, like use me as a resource. And that's all I want to do. I just want to help people. And, and that's why I'm so gung ho about staying with my company as long as I can and working myself up as high as I can possibly get because I want to help people see their fullest potential and that's part of the reason why I created my own podcast because and I didn't realize I was going to ever do this until Mm -hmm. you know earlier this year but it's something that I'm good at it's something that I'm passionate at and I I just want to help people um, especially in a professional setting specifically women because it's it's just let's just face the facts it's not easy it's yeah we have it i agree so let me bring this back to a loop kind of like back to you how do you think you developed your mentality and like approach to being positive in the workplace in a lot personally myself when I think of the workplace, I think of negative, negative, negative. You think of positive, positive, positive. How do you think you became to think of it that way? <laughs> um, so honestly, I had a really horrible manager at one point in my career. And it was to the point where I cried every day at work. I would literally go like, on my lunch break I would just get in the car and drive to a park and just call my friend or like called my old boss or call my mom and just cry um she was negative about everything anytime someone made a mistake she would put them on the spot everyone knew about the mistake and she would dwell on it and I started to realize I'm like you're wasting time by dwelling on this mistake just say hey you made a mistake next time I'd rather you do this and move on and Everything that she did made me realize that I okay. want to be the exact opposite of her. Um, and and it's not just her. I mean, I've experienced this with professors. I mean, I hate to say it, but I, I had a parent who was like this and, and other family members who was like this. So it, working with those kind of people kind of help you realize that you don't want to be like this. And, and so that's why I strive so hard to be accepting okay you made a mistake well guess what it's life it's not yep that's the world. What I try to tell so myself that every single day let's fix it yeah like let's okay you made a mistake great let's fix it together you know and now you're never gonna be first of all I don't want you to be afraid to tell me anything I want to be approachable and I don't want you to be afraid that you made a mistake and then try like, and hide it from you. me and only make it worse yeah that's what I'm here for and so having those you know, types of people in my life there. I mean, you, you said before, everyone comes into your life. It's a lesson or a blessing. And for those people, they were a lesson. And then they, and you know what, Nicole, 
it takes a certain type of person to end a um end a chain okay so you're saying you were exposed to all these type of people who approached uh you said a parent and a manager and a manager i would kind of put that on the same category as a mentor or leader so you're saying you had mentors or leaders Mm -hmm. that taught you a negative mindset like oh you did this you you fucked up well you fucking fix it like blah 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 blah, right so you broke that chain for all the people that you're gonna like live live on and impact their lives if they were to impact you which they were supposed to do and you were supposed to take by their leadership you would negatively affect sorry, negatively affect all these people that you come in contact with your life. But instead, you took the courage, you took the courage and you broke that chain, you found the problem, and you fixed it. And you made the world a better place. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's really no point in living in the past and dwelling on mistakes. Like it's just and it's a it's a sign of insecurity and and a, they you know people who are like that they need to just control 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 and there's so many things that are out of our control in this world that it, they're just wasting their time and and that's something that I started to recognize and that's what caused me to really just change my perspective and that's what made me decide like I want to help people and I want to be someone who is approachable and who can help them get to the and next I completely step in their admire life you for that. Career. And I'm going to ask you one more tough question. So yeah. having those people in your life who are, you're thinking are supposed to show you the way, who do you think or what mm-hmm. do you think kind of flipped your mind to think that's not right? I want to be the opposite of that. I think it was mostly you said I don't want to feel I like felt. this why would I so, ever make anyone else feel like this yeah it, yeah and and for a while I mean I have talked about this before um you know I I've struggled with s- chronic depression um and a little bit of anxiety and for the longest time I mean I, I think I had my worst depression spells when I was in college because I was isolated I didn't have my mom or you know any family member near me I never thought that there was a way out I thought that this is just how I'm going to feel for the rest of my life and this is just how it's going to be I didn't see a future for myself because I was just so deep into this dark hole and over time I stopped playing the victim and realized there is a way for me to change how am I going to do that Um, and, and so when I started and, and tr- it, t- it took a lot of work, Jenna. I mean, I saw therapists. I, I fortunately never went on medication, but I was reading a lot. I was, you know, and that's why I started to work out. And, and that's why I started to throw myself into school because I realized that I was the only person who could change myself and I needed to start somewhere. And so when I, when I started seeing how these people were treating me and how I felt, I took that and used it as energy to do better and so that one manager she was my manager right before I got my first promotion so I used all of that negative energy that she was giving me and all of those that negative feedback and I used it to fuel my energy towards doing better at work 
and becoming qualified mm-hmm. to accept a promotion and prove her, not prove her wrong. I mean, prove that I could do it myself, but in a sense, you know, look, you did this and in spite of you treating me like this, like I am now progressing my career and now I'm one step closer to being your peer instead of just your employee. And now like she and I actually, I'll, I'll be honest, she and I have a really great relationship. Um, Maybe you taught her something that she needed to learn. She Maybe. I mean, you know, she, she was only a couple, she was five or six years older than me. And she, you know, we talked about boys too, and she's now dating someone. And I think that definitely, I think she was just in such a horrible point in her life and she had no control over her life. And so she just took it out on her employees and that's not the way to do it, but that's just how some people are. And she and I like, we're, we're on much better terms now. I mean, we get along, we talk, not all the yeah. time, but you know, we talk time to time and, and it was just phase. A, a phase in her life that <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe in, in a weird way we, we helped each other. I don't know, but um, it was just a, a moment in her life where she just, you know, had to take it out on someone. You know, and Nicole, and I admire you again <laughs> for like being able to recognize that and forgive someone for the way that they treat other people and thinking that, okay, well, this is why they're doing that. And you know what? I forgive them and we can move on. So this is actually like a really yeah. beneficial podcast, like for me and hopefully for other people who are kind of like just getting into the workforce and like, what the fuck did I get myself into? It kind of like gives them a better perspective and different like approaches on how to treat negative situations. So I. Right. And everything is temporary. I mean, and if you are experiencing something like that in the workplace, seek out a mentor, whether it's someone that you work with, like, you know, a different manager, a different employee or a friend or even your parent. I mean, I relied on my mom and my old manager so much during that time. And they were the ones who convinced me, you know, don't quit just because of one person. Like, this is temporary. Use it to fuel your job and, 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 you know, work harder and get out of the situation. And I think it's so important to find those people. And that's why I try so hard to be that person for someone else. Because I didn't have a Mm -hmm. I, I had two of them, you know, and so had I had more maybe it would have been different I don't know but I I think it's so important to just recognize that it's it's not forever yeah it's it's just this too shall pass is what my dad always tells me so um yeah thank you for sharing your thoughts and I didn't know where this podcast was gonna go it was kind of like an open discussion type of thing (laughs) I wanted to have I wanted it to just be a natural conversation and it ended up having a topic which I really love I'm sure we can go on and on and on about yeah, you know good. different stories and blasting people but this isn't what this is about <laughs> so but i just encourage you to continue <laughs> to be thinking like you're thinking and if you ever find yourself like in a negative spot just come back to this podcast listen to what you said and move forward yeah yeah no this was really like therapeutic in a sense yeah because to just talk you're in a new position you've you've changed like there's so much for you in a in a i know you're very career oriented which is different from myself Mm -hmm. but you're also like 
a very, very good friend of mine. I consider you one of my best friends. And you're you're different from me in the way that your lifestyle is, but you're so positive at it too. Like, and it's changed so much in the last like two years. I've seen like how much you've gone through and what you've taken from it and how you spit it back into the world and make it better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. So I, 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 I applaud you. you. You're doing a great job and you know what? I know what your goals Thank are you. and you're, you're Thank killing you. them. And cool. if you keep, keep up doing what you're doing, you're going to do amazing things. Thank you're you. welcome oh, I'm so happy to hear and you that. deserve Thank every you. promotion that you get in the next five months <laughs> Thank you and you deserve Thank to never you. work again and just I will, will be a professional <laughs> podcaster for the rest of my life I wish yes yes for sure Thank I you love this podcast I listen every Monday Do you have anything to say to the listeners you're welcome. <laughs> No, I think I said everything I, I wanted to, you know, just keep grinding it out, keep hustling, and, and mm-hmm. this too shall pass, as Jenna's dad says, and, um, you know, keep listening to Jenna's podcast, because it's, you know, a lot yeah. of great advice and a lot of well, great Well, it'll just there. continue on coming. There's so many different things to talk about. Life is one crazy roller coaster, that's all I got to say. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm it's sure I'll have you on again to talk about something. So thank you for being a guest for the first time on Face Podcast. And I look forward to having you as a guest again. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. (laughs) All right. Bye.